Welcome now, the professors of pop. Welcome to the second episode of Professors of Pop, our favorite episodes on TV. I'm Jerry Gabriel, and with me is Stephanie Lawton. Hey, everyone. And our special guest today is Jason C. McLean. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, welcome. Good morning. Good evening. Uh, g- good day, as the case may be. I'm Jason C. McLean. Should I talk about myself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell everyone a little about yourself? Okay, well, I'm the uh, editor-in-chief of ForgetTheBox.net, also a contributor to that site, host of uh, FTB Fridays. And uh, recently I started a project called Style Voice Studios, where we're doing a radio drama called The Outside World that should be up in 2022. So everyone, make sure to check that out. Okay, so without further ado, class is in session. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive. We, as we know, there are a lot more options than there used to be. For instance, one of the greatest TV-rated episodes of a show was MASH's final episode. Everyone knows this. Right. Um, it was a two-and-a-half-hour episode which aired on February 28th, 1983 and had a total audience of 121 million people. That's insane. Yeah. And All watching at the same time. All the time yeah. That's, like, think about the U.S. population at the time. That's, like, 60% of the population. Yeah, and a and show... that was a comedy, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we have uh, J.R. Ewing, of who, course. Who shot J.R.? Who shot J.R., which was Dallas, but J.R. Ewing was a very controversial kind of figure, and people wanted to know... Who shot him? <laughs> 83 million people wanted to know who shot him, and 90 million people, like, total viewing, which is crazy. Was who shot Mr. Burns a similar number? <laughs> no, but that is definitely on my list. <laughs> Shows are never going to get those kind of numbers anymore no. because there's just too many choices. You know, every time I meet someone I haven't seen in a while, they said, have you seen this show? Have you seen that show? Have you seen that show? It's just impossible to keep up with everything. These Game days of Thrones, when it comes can, to television. But Game of Thrones has come close to some of those numbers. I mean, maybe Game not. of Thrones is one of is a modern version of Mash, where it's a it's not just a show, but it's a like critical maybe not critical, but seminal moment in pop culture. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, it's it's sometimes not possible to count all the people watching a particular show because if it's a streaming show, I mean, yes, there I are ways do to, wonder. Yes, yeah. how streamers right. well, do that. Well, right uh, then, if, well, if you want to take a look at like maybe the way we should measure stuff, you would go on like IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, today, and yeah. stuff like that. So, like, if you look at the IMDb, the number one episode is. Uh, Breaking Bad's Ozymandias. Oh my god, which is one of fantastic. the best yeah. episodes. That's, that's on my list. Yeah. yeah, And one of the top episodes is surprisingly uh, Clone uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, Victory and Death. Okay, that's part of a, that's part of a four-episode arc. Right. Um, it, I actually, that was the add-on episodes, right? Yeah, the, the most recent ones. There was excellently produced. I would say that the, the, the two that came before it were probably better, but that's the, that's the 
that's the culmination of a four episode arc. So I think it was really for the four episodes, which was really a mini movie that that particular one got such a high rating. Right. Yeah. uh, Shattered was the one where order 66 actually happened. That was the one just before it. Um, But that's just like a direct continuation. Like they didn't even stop or say like next time. It was just literally, it picked up from the the shot after the last shot, those episodes. And it has a very high rating. And then uh, it's rounding up the top 10. We have a Chernobyl, uh, which is a great show. Highly recommend. Yeah, it's so the, f- the fifth episode, Vichanya Pamyat. Mm. Uh, it's an intense episode. I don't the know if you've seen it. The whole series is but, super uh, stressful. The whole thing is very stressful. When you're dealing with radiation, it's a stressful situation. I think with, and um, they just play on, like, yeah. how stressful a situation it is. Like, it's well, uh, it's nerve-wracking. I actually can't watch. It's, like, one of those things, like, I watched it once, and I'm done. Like, oh, I don't want to watch it again. Oh, I've watched it several times. And yeah. just uh, the acting is incredible. They, no, that's what keeps drawing me back yeah, and back I, to I, that I, show. It I, has some of the best collection cast uh, I've seen in a long time. I have yet to see Chernobyl, I oh, highly recommend it yeah it's on crave and then uh one of the final uh episodes well it's the final episode i get the the first season of uh, mr robot that's a good Um, show that's a really good show i tried to get into it but i only i only uh, watched a few episodes right the episode's called proxy authentication required and it's basically we're gonna give, we're spoiling this uh, for you. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Yes, spoiler alert. yes. No, I think if you're we watching... should do a general spoiler alert for this whole episode because we're gonna be talking about a lot of you know big TV. And if you haven't seen it and you're interested, you should maybe uh, yeah, listen run. to one of our other episodes. We'll give you a chance. Run to run your now, run now player and, and press if that. If it's just Mr. Robot, skip button. ahead like thirty seconds, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Mr. Robot's been seeing his dad. It's Christian Slater. Which is Christian Slater. But it turns out... Christian Slater doesn't exist? Doesn't exist. And you have this like Fight Club moment. Where, yeah, yeah, Mr. Robot has Fight Club moment. I was like, well, it's been done before, but I didn't see it coming this time. I was no, like, I wow, see, I was yeah. impressed. I kind of didn't see it coming, but then when it happened, you you like it? Or you, you feel like, ah, oh, the payoff is great because this guy's on drugs. <laughs> and we see the world... Through his eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an or, un, like uh, there's something wrong with the way he views the he's world. An unreliable narrator. That's he's a completely unreliable for, narrator. Yeah, thanks, and the payoff is great. We have an unreliable narrator. If it, almost the payoff was even better than Fight Club because I felt like Edward Norton's a pretty down to earth guy. <laughs> I actually believe what he's seeing most of the time. <laughs> uh, and then, um, you know, there's also been like very high uh, rated episodes like on television that have been very like controversial and not that great. Like uh, there's also been very highly related episodes on television that have been controversial. For instance, like the final episode of Seinfeld for not being that great. It really wasn't, you know, they all uh, go to jail at the end. Right. There are much better episodes of Seinfeld. There's, there are some absolutely brilliant episodes of Seinfeld. But the series finale, it, series finales are really hard. Yeah. As Jerry and I know, we watched the infamous Lost, Lost. finale. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I never actually gotten mad about a TV show. It's just like that episode. It's, after you wasted all years that, of your life watching something, and the payoff is that bad. They were mad. in purgatory the whole time. Come uh, on. Uh, yeah, it's like kind of like it's infuriating the game of thrones series finale still makes me mad too they picked bran like but but the the first that was almost like the two episodes the the first part of that episode was was real was was really like where where, where it ends with john and danny there uh killing danny like that was dramatic that was over the top then it becomes kind of like the the sort of denouement moment or the like the resolution honestly 
with Game of Thrones, for me, like the last season, I don't hate it as much as I, I think that it ended. I the way don't it, mind the last season, but the series finale, oof, yeah. I think what they should have done for the last, the last season should have been a few episodes longer. It should have. For yes. example, they should have stretched out the whole Arya and the Hound riding down to King's Landing. That would have been like keep the first few episodes the same, but then have Arya and the Hound ride, and keep cutting back between that and Daenerys going mad and just show it show, giving her more reason yes. for not, so it's not so Abs- sudden yeah you yeah. I, I absolutely agree one of the biggest problems with season eight of game of thrones is they didn't show danny's um like going mad well enough like that yeah. wasn't yeah. i mean, I mean like, it uh, makes perfect yeah. sense she ended up where it, she it did. makes it makes perfect yeah. sense. she's always been a and, bloodthirsty tyrant yeah. like she's just was but bloodthirsty against they, the right d- people they and, didn't do that right. aspect i, I found that. game of thrones the problem the problem with game of thrones is like because when you're you're watching it like you're watching a play where it's like it's like you're not watching it from the individual character's point of view you're watching it from like the overall game that's going on right because it's a game yes that you're yeah. watching right and have because you started of that watching the wheel of time i have watched wheel of time and wheel of time so far if you can get past the like kind of beginning of the first episode where it seems like it's going into a teen drama or something weird <laughs> yeah. uh it's not that bad <laughs> yeah no i've, yeah. Been, but, I've yeah. been watching with, it it's it's not Thrones, as the, the last the the, the 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 episode where they with the night king there the 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 the, the um the, the battle of winterfell there? oh we're back to game of thrones oh, just like, yes. i just want to say that that people hated that for the dark i, think I, the, I think that. the dark i think that was the one of the best produced episodes I, of tv yeah, ever no, no, like, no. Yeah. Yeah, but season still eight, very controversial season eight thing. gets a bad rap but it's still it is problematic yeah. So I, I was asked to pick uh, my my favorite uh, TV episodes. Yes. Right? So now we're each gonna go around and uh, we're gonna discuss our we're favorite gonna discuss episodes. Our favorite episodes. So Jason, what do you got for us? Okay. First, I'm gonna start off with. Uh, well, I guess seeing as we started, we've already talked about Game of Thrones. Yeah. I did pick Game of Thrones. Uh, not uh, not the Long Night, even though that was amazing. Uh, I picked uh, season uh, uh, six. Right. Episode ten, the winds of winter. It's the for those of you yeah. who want to try and place it. It's the one where Cersei destroys the Sept. Oh, so yeah, good, it's brutal. So good. It's such a great episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and it's one of my it's favorite one of the episodes. Top Game of Thrones episodes. For sure, for it's sure. one of the top Game yeah. of Thrones for me. And it's got that shock value in it. There's so much shock going so on. So much shock. And it's yeah. amazing, yeah. yeah the well, payoffs the, are great. Just the, 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 the whole pacing at the beginning is just so different for the series and that music, mm. which which comes back at the Brilliant. end when Cersei's being yeah. coronated. What's the name of the guy who does the music? He also... Oh, I should uh, know this. He's I'm going to look that up because he's worth a mention. As we talk, as, as I talk, look that, it's, I, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting name. But, um, uh, you know, he, it's amazing. The music in that episode, the pacing... The fact that like, like you 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 actually see it coming, but you you but you but and you see it about the same time Mar- Marjorie figures it out that like the whole thing's gonna blow up, but you, there's nothing oh, you yes. can do to stop it. Yeah, Ramen, and, uh, she acts kind of like a Ramen. Kid. D- D- oh God, I can't pronounce Diwali. It. I think Diwali. Okay, he's brilliant. He also does the music for the show Westworld. Oh uh, yes. If you good. ever want really intense fun music to have in the background highly recommend looking him up yeah. on youtube yeah. and that episode's also the one where we get the 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 confirmation or the first confirmation of john snow's uh, parentage and the way they do it with the flash flash to his eye um and we also get the uh we get the the death of a uh, little finger in that episode uh, yeah is that yeah. am i right yeah that's of, the yeah. right it's one such a yeah, packed yeah. Episode. the death of walder Frey, aria's first kill as someone rather right. than no right. one Right. right, and uh, it's crazy. It's like that's like not the biggest thing that happens in it, but the way 
she does it is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, because so you see her in, in the costume before you think like, Oh, that's someone trying to flirt with Jamie and he's trying to hook her up with Bron, But then you don't realize that's the actual, that's Aria in disguise. Yeah, getting ready Aria to- is the, can change has, she's, Part of the God of Many Faces, right? So yeah. she has, can change. Even the Sam in the library scene. I mean, it, that's very Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But like, <laughs> also a bit sexist when they don't let it when they when they only let him in. But yeah. uh, uh, one thing I gotta say about uh, Arya's con- changing and the changing in Game of Thrones was really cool. That I don't think anyone else is like the way Game of Thrones. This, they did this really well until the seventh season. They took mat whenever they did something magical, they kind of pulled it back with something that could be an explanation for it. You ever right. notice that? The yeah. Game of Thrones does that a lot. Like, the guy can change his face, but they also take the face off people so they can just have, like, masks with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But when you see him change his face, it looks kind of magical in a weird yeah. way. And Arya's one, cool. one of those yeah. characters. People complain about characters that don't, you don't see how come they become so great and stuff like that. But they have applied, like, well, there's a sexist term, Mary Sue, or, or there's a, a male one. But Arya, on the other hand, that's a character that we've seen from... Uh, the start, we, we know exactly why she's so good. We saw her train for like a season and a half. It was a kind of a boring season and a half. Like the, that, that training was not the greatest, but the payoff for it was so good. Mm-hmm. Right. So what other uh, are your favorite episodes of television, Jason? Okay, well, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, let's go to uh, The West Wing. Uh, okay. Season two, episode twenty-two. Well, two you're gonna have to brush me up on the West Wing, Jason, because I have not seen the West Wing. Okay, so in the United I States, I have they... seen the West Wing, but it's been a long time. So oh, yeah. Okay, is... so let, let's start at the beginning. In the United States, they have a system of government which. <laughs> okay, involves... I don't think you need to go that far back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a it, well it's a show about the pre- a fictional president and mainly focuses on the staff. Uh, president is the president is Josiah Bartlett, played by Martin Sheen. Mm. Uh, it was very interesting because originally uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote it, and uh, the the president character was supposed to be like the the guy behind the fe- the fence in Home Improvement that you see every few episodes. But Martin Sheen came in for the first the first episode, nailed his speech so well that everyone was like, "We have to see more of the president." So he right. became a, a regular character. Yeah. Now in season two, we, we they sort of set it up in the first season that um, President Bartlett. That's uh, Martin Sheen. He um, had concealed the fact that he was di- been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, right? And he, he still won an election, uh, and he was gonna like it was coming up time For close real. to the next election. So basically, that episode uh, is where they're going to reveal to the world on TV that he has MS. But the episode before, Mrs. Landingham, his beloved secretary, was killed by a drunk driver in a car crash. So it's her funeral, and then the episode's basically like, will he run again or won't he? And they keep flashing back between um, uh, uh, President Bartlett as a young man at like in, in New Hampshire, with where his dad was this like abusive uh, headmaster of a school and and was really rough to his, his young son. But and where he first met Mrs. Landingham when she was his dad's secretary, and uh, she uh, a, a, and there, there's some lines repeated. And they repeat the lines at the end, and it just gets me every time. Like and just the, the ending. Well, there's a great speech by Martin Sheen going on about like where he's sort of cursing God. And in a in a cathedral, and then there's a the the scene at the the whole se- sequence at the end from when he's talking to like who he thinks is Mrs. Landingham, but it's clearly like he's talking to himself, to when he decides to like run again. Just the callbacks, to, the way they brought the callbacks into stuff from earlier in the episode from his youth was just amazing. Like I like I cried at that episode. Like every even though I've seen it. What before. episode of television have you cried at, Jerry? Crying. I cry whenever an episode of This Is Us is on. That's very girly of me to say, but it's very true. 
this is, I never think about crying in an episode. I mean, that doesn't really, like it does stand out for me like when a character dies, but I don't know if I've ever cried. Oof, yeah, like I like said, after this is show. us, man. You got to bring a box of tissues. I heard about this show. is us, but I think one of my uh, favorite episodes, like speaking of like not drama, is I was thinking about it, Seinfeld. The contest because <laughs> I, that's I, a fun episode. Yeah, that's it's really fun, yeah. not a fun episode. But it's just like I thought before that episode, Seinfeld to me was just a regular like sitcom, and that's when it became great. It became amazing. It took like a, it went into another level where this is not this is not your grandma's like Golden Girls sitcom. <laughs> hey, about, don't you dare bash Golden Girls. No offense, I love Golden Girls. And by the way, Golden Girls very risky show and oh, for the time. You can't was. do you couldn't do stuff like that in the 90s. Yeah, but yeah. in the 90s they were doing stuff that you couldn't do in the 90s. So it was that was what's cool about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Like when I watch an 80s show, of course, you can't go well they'll never make a they'll, they can't they, if they, whenever they want to reboot anything it doesn't work. Why is that? It's well, because yeah, it, don't get me started on television. There's sometimes it works it's such but, a dumb trend. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work because sometimes that show belongs in that era. Like you can't do the jokes. That's a really like, good way of putting it. You can't do yeah. like the jokes that they did on Golden Girls. Now it's impossible to no, do. No, uh, actually, looking back on a lot of uh, the characters retro still work, TV, though. the characters still work. But I mean, yeah. the jokes aren't good. Like they no. brought back Magnum PI, and it, it's been like a disaster. I've noticed like, that like, uh, you know now with the streaming services, you you have you're able to watch uh, older shows are more accessible to you now. Right. So looking back, uh, even at friends yeah. and golden girls, they so fat phobic. Oh, know? The, like a lot of stuff on friends. So fat phobic. Yeah. And also, um, someone removed all the laugh tracks from, uh, Ross's scenes. Oh my God, and Ross they, is the worst. And character. apparently, he's a creepy. He would be like a he's creepy a guy. He's a creepy, homophobic, kind of disgusting human being. Yeah. Ross is not a great character. Ross is not a great character. I could go into a whole yeah. rant about that, yeah. but um, but okay, but, but, but how come Night Court is not on any streaming service? I don't know. I don't know. We but the rebooting, about the talking day. about television reboots. Specifically, um, when I saw that episode, uh, it made me feel like. I underst- it understood me, and I didn't feel like I saw that in the uh, shows at that time. So for me, that was one of the greatest episodes of all time. Another great comedy episode for me will be The Monorail, March versus The Monorail, <laughs> Classic which is Simpsons. just an amazing, fun Simpsons. It, it's, it's like a, it's their it's writing the perfect, at the peak. You know what I mean? It's the perfect yeah. uh, Simpsons episode. Yeah, it has funny, quippy comedy. It has like. It has world building. Wasn't it written it was by the Conan first, O'Brien? It was written by Conan O'Brien. But it actually <laughs> it feels like The Simpsons are like a world. Like it started world building, I think, The Simpsons more. Mm. And well, I thought that's why it was I actually cool. picked it for – I had honorable mentions too. Uh, not my top five, but I, I had Seinfeld – uh, a marine biologist in honorable mentions. Well, we're going to do our honorable mentions oh, okay. after. Uh, let's step, um, uh, do one now. Oh, okay. Sure. So – And then we'll do – no, we'll I, I was just saying because – Oh, you yeah, were yeah, yeah. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, can, so do that your line and then okay. we'll go to the thing and then we'll cut you off. Go. Yeah, so oh yeah. Oh yeah, just like I actually got Seinfeld in my honorable mentions too. I have uh mm-hmm. I have a marine biologist because I think it's the episode it's per- it perfectly wraps up with it's basically the whole episode is the setup 
to uh, of a joke, and the punchline is at the very end when he pulls the golf ball out of the whale. And that and that was just oh, yes. such b- beautiful yeah. construction. And for Simpsons, I have them as an honorable mention too. Homer's Enemy, the oh, one yes. with Frank Grimes, just yes, because good. it was like funny, but it was dark and it was very a cartoon. Dark. It was really yeah. I would say it was like it was almost like the Simpsons were reflecting on themselves. It's like, what are we doing? Like, are we saying this is okay? And it's kind of like the other guy who's saying, no, it's not okay. He dies at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the world we live in. And it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, you got to accept this is us. Like, mm-hmm. it was cool. And then I, I actually think The Simpsons died after season like uh, six. I, I think, I think, I think the first time Grimes seasons. was season eight. They, they, oh, but, yeah, yeah. I think sorry. Uh, season eight was the, uh, the first last ten, episode. Of the the first ten that that season that season, I think was the kind. Of, I think that was like the last episode. I go up to maybe twelve, but yeah, I see what you're. What you're uh, saying. Well, people say the episode where Skin they find out that Skinner wasn't Skinner and he was somebody else is when The Simpsons died. <laughs> I, I like that episode. That was, <laughs> That's a classic episode. This is really? Armand Tanzarian's copy of Swank. May I see your copy of Swank, Mister Tanzarian. Yeah. Well, you look it up. There's a whole theory about it. It's called uh, Zombie Simpsons. And they I say will. the Simpsons died, and then there's a Zombie Simpsons. <laughs> I like it. I will definitely check that out. Uh, so for for my favorite episodes of television, I have the uh, season five, episode 12 episode. For my favorite episodes of television, uh, we start with season five, episode 12 of Six Feet Under. That's the series finale. Everyone's waiting. So we've been ragging a lot on series finales here today, but that is an example of one that is just brilliant from start to finish. Uh, If you haven't seen Six Feet Under, I highly recommend it. It's an HBO show, so if you live in Canada, you'll find it on Crave. It's about a dysfunctional family that run a funeral home in Los Angeles, and it has a young Michael C. Hall. I don't know if anyone's checking out the new version of Dexter, but that's one of his, uh, that's his big role before Dexter. And then another one of my episodes, uh, my favorite episodes, as we've already talked about several times before already today, but uh, season five, episode 14 of Breaking Bad, Osmandius. Just the tension, the big moments, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but he kidnaps the baby. The son has him at knife point. The brother-in-law dies. It's just non... You know, it's like that episode we were talking about before of Game of Thrones where there's just so many big moments, one after the other, and you're like, oh my God. And it's that's a show, unlike Lost, where it started out so great and just got progressively worse and worse. Breaking Bad just was the other way around. You know, it just kept getting better and better. And then it built to that episode. Yeah, after that, it's kind of like it's it's sort of like a, like a chill, a calm down. Oh part yeah, after yeah, no, the last exactly. Week, uh, after so much tension, you can't mm. have that much more tension. Uh, that's the thing with Breaking Bad. I think they always did that, like uh, when Gus, the Gus, uh, goes to the um, nursing home or whatever. Yeah. There's like a come down after that too because mm-hmm. that's an intense. Yeah, like the last two episode. episodes of the show are good. The last episodes of Breaking Bad are good, are quite good they actually. Are. Better they than are. a lot of stuff on TV, but they are, but not not as good nothing. as Ozymandias. Yes, that's, that's ugh, one of the best episodes of television. Ever. And but uh, Cranston's performance in that one, like like wow, the oh. man on edge, like yeah. Yeah. And it's it's such a it's such a it's poetic and they're even like when they were pr- promoting this the the last season they did a, a trailer I remember uh, just with him reading the poem Ozymandias Amazing. by Shelley with somebody that's on my list too by the way Ozymandias. yeah 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 so uh, moving on 
I also love episodes of television that bring two characters together and it's just the two of them for a whole episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like in Parks and Recreation season seven, episode four, Leslie and Ron, it's an episode where uh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, it's just the two of them basically for the whole episode and they're trapped in the office and it's brilliant. Yeah. There's also season four, episode seven of Mad Men, The Suitcase, where you have uh, Elizabeth Moss and John Hamm's characters are just alone together in the office the whole episode. And I love that where you get that intimacy of two characters. You're not worried about story building. You're yeah. just worried. And it's the, just character. How just they, great characters. How they open up and all their vulnerabilities come out. Like, John Hamm, I think, cries in that episode. Yeah, he does. Thought, what's his name? And that's when he, that's also the episode where he knows Anna has died. Yeah. And then, and then Peg, him and Peggy talk about where, you know, her mom thinks that he's the father of the baby she gave. Oh, it's yeah. so many, so many great moments. You know what I like about Mad Men is, like, it's a transition show where it goes, it's going from the 50s to the 60s, yes. right? The fashion. And it's going, the acting. Just, it's, it's like, we don't think about. It's an, that show when is we look all about at, atmosphere. Yeah, when we look at decades, we look at them as, like, cut lines, like the 60s, the 70s. Whatever, yeah, that show shows you but how That shows evolves. you how, like, yeah. there's these transition periods that, yeah. that are, should be measured, too. And Mad Men really just captures. And that episode really captures it too because they're like they're stuck they're both these characters are stuck in different ways in their old in the old decade where they're about to be like they they're gonna be free in the new one yeah you know what i mean oh i miss that show so much it was one of my all-time favorites and then um for my last two here so i have uh you know you guys were talking about the simpsons which obviously i always love and adore but uh, I'm these days I'm more of a Bob's Burgers girl. Right. So any episode, basically my pick is any episode where Tina is the star because she's the best character of yeah, all time. Like, yeah. And then fin- my final pick is Deadwood, season three, episode mm-hmm. 11, The Catbird Seat. Um, that episode, it's like we were talking about with Breaking Bad. Where it's not the final episode, mm. but it's where all the tension is. It's where Mr. Ellsworth dies and where, you know, you... Oh, God. It's just... I really recommend you fucking see it from the beginning. Yeah. You'll understand why, I swear, if you uh, watch the I show. remember being really mad when Ellsworth died. He was, yeah. like, one of my favorite characters. And if you, if you he, ever watched Deadwood yeah. and you didn't know... They made a movie uh, like two years ago, yeah. and it was so good. It was, it was cool. just as good as the show. Yeah. I highly recommend. It was just you the sh- it was the that. show with a lot more special effects. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was like intense amount of special. Effects. It was clear that HBO was willing to throw a little bit of money at it, Let's just where say they it, weren't yeah. as much perhaps when they. There's did a the train show. that comes to town now. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was, uh, I, Deadwood is a show that I wish had way more seasons because, again... They made a movie, right? They, they did. Yeah, yeah they, like I was saying, they, they did the three seasons of the show and then they got canceled. Um, but then they always promised that they were going to do a wrap-up movie. Mm. And they promised for years and years. And it had been like about 10 years since the show ended. So everyone yeah. figured, okay, fine, it's not happening. But then, unfortunately, um, the creator, David Milch... Uh, is that how you spell it? pronounce his name i don't remember I but so. um if we're wrong someone email us and- <laughs> it was announced that uh he has uh alzheimer's mm. 
uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. Brutal, brutal disease to have. Yeah, so I think everyone realized that if we're going to do this, it's going to be now or never. So they put it together, and I'm so grateful that it happened. It was good. It it made me feel like, oh, I wanted to find out what happened to those characters in the meantime. Yeah, so those are are my picks for favorite episodes of television. Well, I also have Ozymandias, like I mentioned. Uh, That's uh, my number three. I guess not in any particular order, by the way. My picks are not in any particular order, just so you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I also have um, something a, a little bit older. It says Star Trek The Next Generation, right. uh, an episode, The Inner Light. Oh. Uh, that's the one where basically uh, it's, it's Jean-Luc Picard gets uh, um, zapped by a probe and ends up living uh, an entire life in the space of like 40 minutes. And talking about the tearjerker, the ending of that gets me all the time just before he goes back to the regular. Oh, his it's regular amazing. Life. The ending of that is just so sweet. Like. Uh, season uh, six episode. He finds sorry. out what happens, and like just everyone, all his family and friends that he had developed, all just show up. Yeah, and they're like greeting him. And it's like don't remember us. Like this don't is you, why we did. Don't it. you remember seeing the probe? Don't you remember that you're because in the in the first few episodes, first few like years of this character's life, he's like okay, he's he still thinks to he's Picard. Everybody. He's like he's yeah. like <laughs> he's like he still thinks he's Picard. He's trying to get back to the ship and stuff like that. And he's like he thinks he's been beamed away. Yeah. He was in a holodeck. But then he slowly starts to become this character, and then he, he has grandkids and everything like that, and then he's yeah. eventually he's about to die, and they're like, don't you remember? You're actually Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. You saw this thing in space. Season uh, 5, episode 25, by the way. Yeah, that's a really cool episode. Uh, there's so many cool things about it. Like, number one, collective uh, memory. Uh, like, you, you, you like, like, somehow, like, the society that's gone can still pass on its memory to someone, and, like, and, like that person could lose their identity, which is really interesting. So there's like two things going on. The, yeah, that identity is maybe not real. And number two, that uh, we may live beyond, there's a ways for us to live beyond in other people's memories through like this process yeah. in such a cool way. Like That's uh, the whole point. Yeah, they wanted yeah. their culture to survive. So they implanted yeah. it in the, pro- they, the probe implanted and it. And what's yeah. amazing with the episode is it continues on because Picard learns how to play the flute in that yeah. episode. And he's, all, flute. and he's playing the flute all through the rest of his life. Like he's yeah. played it his entire life. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Although I do hear a, a joke by uh, some people made a joke like saying, "Shouldn't Starfleet, you know, this captain, like the captain of your flag, heavily armed flagship, gets uh, basically turned, uh, lives an entire life as somebody else, and has effectively gets brainwashed for whatever, and you don't even bring him in for a psych eval, you just let him keep commanding <laughs> your heavily like, armed." Flagship. Imagine if the Romulans got yeah. this technology, like it would just like make everyone think they're a Romulan citizen. It's like, so. Uh, um, um, so so so. Okay, uh, not to lose get sidetracked here, but yeah, I yeah, also I have think, one I sci-fi, think... one sci-fi episode that I think is amazing. It's Battlestar Galactica, season four, episode fifteen. It's my favorite episode, and it's called The Oath, and it's the episode where uh, basically there's a coup, and Tom Zarek, uh, he's like uh, he's like kind of like leader of the opposition. He becomes leader eventually, and he overthrows the government, and is this crazy scene where they go into the quorum and just execute everybody and i think now it relates a lot more especially since what happened on january 6th like how easy like one person going in and just killing everyone in congress and basically taking over the government could be and like in this uh in this show it happens in such a harrowing way and the execution scene at the end is one of the craziest it's like my favorite scene on television so, if we yeah. were going to wrap things up, yes. how would we 
how would everyone sum up what television means to them? I, I still have one more episode I didn't mention, though. And the final episode I picked is uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, uh, Season 5, Episode 20, The Wrong Jedi. It's not the best produced episode of the, of the show, but it's the one episode that in the last scene alone where Anakin says uh, goodbye to Ahsoka or Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order, it basically uh, redeemed the entire prequel trilogy for me. And I, and I think that's a powerful thing. Um, I also have the Ma uh, Mandalorian in my honorable mentions, which is a, a much better produced series. But just the Clone Wars for Star Wars TV, it, w one scene can redeem an entire movie uh, thing. I, I thought that was amazing. And uh, I guess um, I mean, that wraps up our episode for today. So uh, your homework your home after well, we today homework is every, uh, every, you know, we're the professors. We, we give you homework at the end of every episode. Always voluntary, of course. Um, I think based on what we've talked about today, absolutely, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, well, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, we've just spoiled it all for you, but check yeah, it all out. Spoil Reigns of Castamir. That's true. No, There's um, so much more we could spoil. So that more. is true. I'm surprised no one talked about Reigns of Castamir, but moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> definitely Breaking Bad. Yeah. 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 Definitely the first, I'd say, 10 seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. Just watch the entire season. All 12 seasons yeah. of Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Every single episode is brilliant. Um, <laughs> I never got into Bob's Burgers. Something about I think the episode was actually cooking, show. and I didn't like how they were cooking. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's I, it's a good show. I'll though. fight you on that. No, it's yeah. okay. it's my favorite. I, I show like it. It's like did. a little. I like uh, shows that are like slightly gritty. They're like you know gritty enough to believe them. <laughs> um, I also don't recommend you watch Lost because fuck Lost. Yeah, fuck Lost. <laughs> Although The Leftovers was amazing and I recommend watching that if you have a chance. Yes, no, no. That is definitely worth a shot. Yeah, West Wing, I could have picked a bunch of episodes from Deadwood, the Leftovers. Deadwood, 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 Deadwood. I cannot recommend so, Deadwood uh, enough. So uh, next week we are... Next episode we're going to be talking about Canadian film. All right, so, uh, so I'm going to be uh, getting my uh, we're gonna, Canadian flag wrapping around well, me. Well, I think, yeah, we're going to be talking about Canadian pop culture in general, right. but our really focusing on films. Right. Our special guest is Matt Gardner. And let us know what topics you'd like to see on future episodes of this podcast. I guess that's all for us, and class dismissed. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages, which you can find under our production name, 41 Productions. Give us a like. Tell us what episodes you would like to see on future uh, podcasts. Welcome now, the professors. The professors of, of Pop is a 41 Productions podcast. Produced by Stephanie Laughlin and edited by Jerry Gabriel. Opening music by Matt Gardner's. Special effects courtesy of the respective creators.